So in 2003, we were getting busier and busier in the current space, and we decided to take a leap of faith and move to a larger space. So we signed a lease on 31st and 5th. It was about 4,000 square feet. And uh, one of the funniest stories about the first day was uh, the famous blackout of 2003. We were actually unpacking computers and putting memory right. Kind of laying everything out, and Jeremy was changing the RAM on one of the machines, and all of a sudden power went out, and we kind of thought, just happened, what did we do? We just blew the building, you know, we're going to get thrown out on our first day. And uh, lo and behold, we come to realize as we're looking out the windows that there was a bigger issue uh, at hand. Didn't you have to take my bike uh, home through the tunnel? No, I actually went to your house to get your bike, but you couldn't answer because cell phones weren't working and neither yeah. was the doorbell or anything else. And I kind of think you uh, probably ignored me yelling uh, <laughs> to the window. Um, so I ended up walking home uh, and trying to get out. The fire exit was freshly painted and stuck together, so we basically kicked the door down and uh, went down the fire escape. So when we first saw this space, we thought, man, how are we ever going to fill this place? This is huge. Uh, why do we need all this room? It's, uh, it's the same feeling anyone gets who, who moves into a larger office or a larger home. You think you're never going to fill it up. And of course, over the, uh, over the eight years, the eight years we were there, we pretty much filled up every square inch of it. But what it allowed us to do was to, to grow, and to grow by hiring some new people, some new uh, staff members, and to fulfill some roles that over the first couple of years, Danny and I were, were doing, and we decided it's finally time to, uh, to get someone else to answer the phones, and it's finally time to you know, get some other uh, artists on hand to help us out with the work. And, Eventually, we did actually hire a producer, a project manager, to help run some of the day-to-day -day projects that were, uh, were just starting to overwhelm us. Uh, so that was a big, uh, big plus of getting a new space. And you know, we always had this mentality of if we build it, they will come. And we actually had, I believe, three edit rooms in, in the first layout. Uh, you know, again, going back to the first space of perception, which was just, which was just a corner uh, where we could really only accommodate one client session at a time. Uh, and we were getting requests from ESPN and HBL and, uh, and then even Showtime started, uh, all wanting to have sessions, of course, at the same time on the same day. And we never want to turn down work or an opportunity. So when we built and laid out the new space, we decided we needed a few different edit rooms going concurrently so we could accommodate you know, the growing demand, which is great because it actually did many times come in handy where we had um, sessions going on in parallel. Bob Greenberg used to surround himself with very talented people, so we kind of had that same mindset and wanted to um, find people that were faster than us and, and um, could design better than us and, and things like that because it would only make the company stronger. And then, you know, from that um, kind of mindset, we started getting even newer clients mm -hmm. and getting even busier. And sometimes it'd be only, you know, only editing, or sometimes it'd be more just a, a visual effects uh, spot. So. We started to really um, bring in a lot of different work. We didn't have to worry about the capacity of just two people. Now we had a, a few more bodies that were able to handle a bigger and bigger uh, workload. So in the early days of the new space, we started working with ABC Sports. One of the big projects we got to do with them was uh, a huge uh, golf campaign for the Battle of the Bridges, which was a, a primetime golf event. And they wanted something pretty epic uh, for this spot, and we came up with a, a journey through time uh, from the Big Bang to the present as told through golf, which uh, was slightly humorous, but it, it was a pretty uh, epic spot, an ambitious spot for its time. 
That then led to working on Super Bowl XL with ABC. Mm -hmm. um, what are some of the other big clients you remember from? To work on Speed Channel. Yeah, that was a big um, one. That was our first forte into more of a reality TV mm -hmm. because they had come out with, uh, or were coming out with a reality show called Brett. And it was about the tow truck company in Chicago, which is the main hub, obviously, for, for transit uh, around the United States. And um, the reality show really was our forte into a full 360 kind of immersive campaign instead of just doing the promos for, you know, uh, you know, tonight on speed. It was more about the full thinking and the strategy of what the show is about, how we're going to showcase it, what's the website look like. We're doing out of home, we did billboards, we wrapped uh, buses, yeah. so we came up with a bunch of different ideas, pitched against a couple of actual agencies instead of just, you know, design studios, and, uh, and we won, and that was a, a game changer for us. Yeah, I mean, we got to do a lot of branding for that show. We yeah. wrote all the copy, we did all the taglines, designed a logo, uh, and really, as Danny said, just covered all the bases for the show to ensure success and it actually was a pretty big success for them. So Yeah, I remember really getting that. I remember getting a call uh, from the executives saying, Hey we gotta talk ratings and I was kinda sweating because I was like, Oh, what are they gonna say to us? And I think they crushed it by like three times their normal blue, blue the expectations yeah. wide open. So it was again a, a huge game changer. We started to gain more momentum because we were winning uh, a lot of awards, Pro Max, Tallies, a lot of uh, PR and, and the press. Yeah, uh, we started doing more and more uh, on-air promos for reality shows on Bravo and uh, HGTV and uh, Nat Geo and, and shows like that started uh, hiring us to do full-on campaigns, which is really cool. We continue to look for you know new opportunities. We continue to to uh, rewrite our Dream 100 list of clients, but. One of the biggest uh, consistent brands that was always number one on that list was Marvel. Right around that time, uh, in early 2000, the early 2000s, was the first Spider-Man, uh, Tobey Maguire. And, you know, the two of us saw the coming uh, trend of superhero movies, uh, which really all began with that first Spider-Man. And at the time, Ang Lee was making the first Hulk movie, so we we really started launching uh, targeted uh, attacks at Marvel, uh, both in New York uh, to Ang Lee's production company, uh, as well as the uh, Marvel uh, in California. Uh, and then eventually we did actually get an opportunity uh, to work on some titles for their animated DVD division. Uh, so that culminated in doing three different opening sequences for Hulk vs. Wolverine, uh, Tales of Asgard, which was young Thor, and Planet Hulk. So that was really uh, an awesome uh, opportunity to start our working uh, relationship with Marvel. The first project we got was Hulk vs. Wolverine, which is funny because your favorite character is Hulk, mm -hmm. and my favorite was uh, Wolverine. So it was kind of uh, a crazy dream come true to not only work with Marvel, but to work on a project that had both of our favorite characters, and it was, uh, was a lot of fun. So one of the big things that this all led to was uh, another milestone for us, which was the hiring of a, of a managing director. Mm -hmm. You know, we, as we were getting more and more projects and getting more and more designers and help uh, to actually do the work, we slowly but surely realized that we needed someone who can sort of run day-to-day -day operations and, and handle the minute-to-minute uh, the -minute urgencies that would arise on a daily basis. Because as, 
as the owner, as Danny and I really needed to always be one step ahead, looking around the next corner, looking down, uh, you know, the next few months of what was coming. And if we were so deep in the weeds doing this work as we were, we could never get out to actually start to, uh, to worry about the next project, the next big thing. So we realized that we needed someone to start to take over those uh, responsibilities in order to free us up to really focus on uh, bigger picture issues, new business, uh, getting out there and meeting clients face to face, and in effect, really taking that next step towards a growing perception. Yeah, and that's when we started speaking a lot more at the events like Promax and being on panels and judging when we mm -hmm. used to judge a lot of the, the awards. That also led to going to schools and, and, and you know, recruiting, recruiting, speaking, doing uh, critiques. Um, we've been to a ton, SCAD, Otis, CMU. We look back on that as one of the, one of the shifts for, for our growth curve to really spike because of uh, what he was able to do for us yeah. being here so we didn't have to be. But another big milestone was uh, finding uh, an individual who would someday become the creative director at Perception. Uh, right around, I guess it was 05 or 06, we brought in uh, an animator designer who was a, a young, talented guy, uh, pretty much out of school, I think. Um, and he's been with us uh, ever since. And his name is John Laporte, and he is now chief creative director at Perception. But he was one of those early hires that just uh, grew and grew and grew and got his hands on everything we were working on. Yeah, I think he, he definitely saw the vision that um, Jeremy and I, uh, you know, set forth for, for perception, kind of the roadmap that we wanted to follow. Um, and he was there, he stepped away with us. So, you know, for us it was great because he knows the, the history. We'll be hearing more from him in, in future episodes as well.